Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 31 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever going to break it down. Uh, this episode I have with me Eric B., who's a self-proclaimed musicologist. Uh, I asked the homie Kenny if he could join me in this discussion because he is a music head and he knows a lot more about music than I do. Um, yeah, so I think we just had a really good conversation about all things black music from the oldies but goodies to, um, Eric's love of Mary J. Blige, you know, the queen MJB. Eric shared some great stories about popular songs who were written for someone else, but were ultimately recorded by another artist. And I'm telling you, he dropped one of these stories that was kind of a bombshell for me about Madonna. So yeah, you should just keep listening to this episode so we can get to the conversation with Eric and Kenny. Um, Last week's episode was with Sheikah and Chrissy. And the episode before that, I had uh, Gigi Renee from All the Mini Layers. And I'm still getting feedback from uh, both of those episodes. So thank you. You guys know I listen to and or read anything that you send in as long as your page, your social media page is open. So I try to respond back to everything. And um, I just love it when you guys communicate back with me what you like. Um, but I will be honest and say that I got some feedback off of last week's episode from some married people out there who said that, Booney, you always give the single girl perspective. And even when I have on Chrissy and Sheikah, it's just more single girl perspective. So at first I was like, I don't give a fuck. This is my fucking podcast. <laughs> And I'm single, and y'all gonna keep hearing all these single girl woes. But that's not that's not fair, Booney, right? That's not fair. So I will say that I am going to work on an episode that would be interesting and engaging to my married folk out there. <laughs> or the people who've been in a relationship with XYZ for 13 years and they want to get married, but he ain't asked yet. Or the people who just single as fuck and really, really want to get married. And you just want the perspective of some real life married folk. So yeah, I'm going to work on that for you. I hear you. Okay. I he I heard it. It is received. Your commentary <laughs> is being um, used and further action will be taken. Okay. So thanks for sending it in, guys. But now it's time for Booney's pick of the week. And I thought it was just fitting since this episode is about kind of all things music and all things R&B to kind of do a pick of the week that was music based. And you guys know that I subscribe to Spotify and Spotify put out a playlist this week called Your Time Capsule. And it's a personalized playlist with songs that take you back in time. And I honestly don't know how or the full, like, I just don't know how the algorithm worked at Spotify for them to make this playlist so fucking accurate. Like, 
first of all, mine starts with got to get it from Cisco. Like, duh. Like, <laughs> he's one of my favorite people. And then it goes into like the big timers, get your roll on. And then it's Mariah Carey's breakdown, which shout out to Stevie J. He wrote the fuck out of that song. And then I have like immature. I said that all wrong. Immature. How do you say it? Immature? We're just going to go with that. Drew Hill, Matchbox 20, some Red Hot Chili Peppers, No Doubt, Little Kim, Backstreet Boys, Ghost Town DJs. Like, my playlist was amazing. So, I will put a link to my time capsule in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. You can check it out. I was so pumped because like one of my favorite DMX songs ever was on the playlist, How It's Going Down. Like I think I like I legit thought I was a rapper when that song came out because I knew like all of the lyrics, right? So <laughs> Kudos to the people at Spotify. I don't know. You guys keep pulling it off whenever you do these curated playlists and they just fucking work. So, yes, that is the Boonie pick of the week. I feel like I need some like theme music or something for the Boonie pick of the week. You know how like Funk Master Flex has the horns and shit? Like, I feel like I need something to make this more popping. <laughs> Maybe I'll add that to the to do list. But, for the housekeeping shit for the week, you guys know um, last week I asked for some reviews. I did a review pledge. I want to thank the one person who listened and followed my directions <laughs> and left a review. And again, it was simple. She left those five stars. She said, great podcast. I was just laughing and nodding my head a lot at the latest single as fuck podcast episode. I enjoyed the podcast. Smiley face emoji. So thank you to Kelly CB84 for leaving a review. And if you still haven't done it, you know what to do. If you have an Android, you can go to facebook.com slash the Booney Breakdown leave a review there if you would like but all of my itunes apple podcast people you can go into the purple app you again even if you subscribe you have to search the boonie breakdown select the podcast and then you click the reviews tab right and then you click on write a review if you have ios 11 all you do is again you have to search it once you select the podcast you just scroll down at the bottom, you will see a option that says write review. There you go. Hit those five stars, type out a little sentence, hit submit, bam, there you go. And it helps me out a lot. So I appreciate it. Again, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter, Boonie Breakdown. And when you're sharing or you want to communicate about the episode, hashtag The Boonie Breakdown or pod in. P-O-D-I-N. So those are the two hashtags. That's it for me. We're going to get into this conversation with Eric and Kenny. So let's get ready to break it down. All right. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Booney. And today I actually have two guests with me today. So I have back Kenny. You guys know him. Nothing to be excited about. <laughs> but he's here. So welcome, Kenny. What up? What up? What up? But our real guest this week is, you probably know him if you are on Black Twitter. 
And you've always seen his musical uh, tweets. He always hit me to something new. So we have on Eric, who you might know as EB for Prez. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I am amazing. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to be on. Seriously, when you asked me to do it, I was like, of course, in a minute. You did, and you responded back to my email like that. I love people who are prompt. <laughs> He's ahead of schedule. We're supposed to do this at 9, and he is early. That is <laughs> on time. Hashtag turn this up. Turn <laughs> this up. That's right. <laughs> so I just want to get started. Like, I, Where did your love of music come from? Uh, um, My parents and my grandparents. I grew up in a house where... We had, you know, the huge stereo console with the vinyl player and also the 8-track. And then we also had another one that had the AM, FM radio, uh, (laughs) six-disc CD changer, the cassettes. So, like, I I grew up, literally grew up in a house full of music all the time. Um, Gospel, rock, pop, R&B, hip-hop, like, that was my whole childhood. Sound like Kenny. Yeah. Did you yeah. have that one vinyl that, like, as you, as a kid, like, my parents always tell me that I used to grab the We Are The World vinyl, <laughs> and, like, I would grab it and I would put it on, and, like, that was a song that I knew. Weird, I know. Did you have that one that, like, your parents were like, that's where you started at? I don't think so. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I had this one where I started, but I definitely had... Uh, we had Earth, Wind. My dad had Earth, Wind, and Fire's uh, live album, and okay. uh, it was his Sunday thing. He would cook dinner for us, and he would play his albums. We we had in the in the room where the albums were, we were not allowed to touch the Ohio Player albums. They were like on the wall, you know, <laughs> with the obscene covers, and you know we weren't allowed to touch those. But that Earth, Wind, and Fire album, I would put on and uh, listen to. Philip Bailey sing Reasons live with Don Myrick on the guitar. Like, like I mean, on the saxophone. And I probably, that would probably be the one for me. Like, I would, like, if, if anybody asked me to do anything, that was my go-to. So y'all talking vinyls. Like, I had, like, <laughs> a Fisher-Price Walkman. <laughs> and my three tapes I played all the time. You didn't have the Fisher-Price vinyl player? I did not. I had the Walkman and I had it was red. I'll never forget it. So my three were Michael Jackson's Bad, mm-hmm. the group The Boys, those yes. African brothers, them, <laughs> and the tape. Those are like my three. Wow. That like that's my earliest recollection of like having a music collection. Gotcha. Mm. But I did not do vinyl. I don't think anybody is had a vinyl. I mean, we had the vinyl, but I will tell you my first uh the the first thing I owned that was mine was okay. uh, Mary J. Blige, What's the 411 on cassette? Like, that was mine. I owned it, and I played it out. <laughs> do you remember your first CD purchase? I do. <laughs> I remember mine, too. <laughs> so I, I, my first CD purchase was actually Erica Badu's live album um, in 98, I think it was. Because up until then, I was still all cassettes vinyl so yeah. yeah that came out and i was like i gotta have it i gotta have it on cd and um that was the first thing i bought 
My first CD was Aaliyah's One in a Million. Hey. <laughs> What was yours, Kenny? Yours is probably on the Ohio playlist. (laughs) My first was In Vogue's first album. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Like my dad was like up on the Maxwell House. Oh, the Columbia 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 House. Columbia House. Columbia House. Yeah. So he would go around and like sell them to people. Wow. Dad was a hustler. Yeah. Do you still have your CD collection? I don't know. Man, I do. You do? I do. Wow. I was thinking about that as I was like prepping for this. Like, where, like, where, I know I have, I moved them out of the cases. They're in a CD book somewhere, but I don't know where that book is. I know I didn't throw it away just because I don't throw things away. <laughs> I still have like, three of them and like some CDs in like a bag that I haven't put in a a case yet. Wow. Serious. But yeah, man, it, it seems like for me, so like you were saying, your Earth, Wind and Fire, that was like that first connection for you. So based off of based off of what I've seen from you on like your Twitter posts and some of your um some of your blog posts and your posts on your website, seems like like that 80s R&B era is that like your favorite era of music is that that what you're drawn to the most or is there another era that you're like this is this is this is me um i would say that i'm very 70s um okay. anything from like 74 to 84 like that you know 10 year period like i i think most of my favorites or my favorite songs, albums come from that period. Okay. Yeah, so but I definitely love knowledge. 80s. Like your knowledge, that's why I had to have Kenny on with this because I think it was it was one day on Twitter you were like, Y'all, y'all be talking about MJB can't sing, and she took this run from this record in nineteen eighty. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's real. But I'm sitting there playing it like, yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's little stuff like that that I love about music. And um, actually, to go back a little bit, Mary was, like I said, she was the first cassette that I had. But she is one of the reasons that, like, music is, like, so dear to me. It's, she um is that type of person. She's taught me so much musically, like, by stuff like that, like using this run or she will know, you know, the year that, you know, something crazy came out and who sang background and who was on keys. And I that blew me away. Like I used to watch her interviews um, growing up, big Mary fan. So I watched all of her interviews growing up and she would be describing this music from the 60s and the 70s. Like she knows every Michael Jackson song ever recorded. Some stuff she knows, Michael doesn't even know he recorded. It's that crazy. So I would watch her do these interviews and I was like, I want to know music like that. Like I I feel it, but I want to know it as well. Uh So what's your favorite MJB album then? Mary, 1999. Why why that album? Uh, Man, everything on that album I love. Um... That was her, her, her first uh, traditional soul album in my eyes. Everything up until then was all you know. It was hip hop, soul, R and B. But when she did that album, it was like I'm a grown woman, 
Um, I'm going to have Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis on here. I'm going to have Rich Harrison on here. I'm going to do ballads. I'm going to do adult contemporary music. And I just relate to a lot of what she was singing on that album. Yeah, I just had to pull up that album. And I think my favorite song on that one is Beautiful Ones. That, I was listening to that listen. the other day in the car. <laughs> that's a classic. That's a classic, classic song. Uh, it's one of my favorites. My favorite on there is The Love I Never Had. But Beautiful One is definitely one of my favorites as well. It's uh, She actually walked down the aisle to that song at her wedding, to her own song. I did song. not know that. Yeah, yeah, she walked down the aisle to that song. So I'm, I imagine she probably doesn't listen to it anymore. But I would imagine so as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> might be a little bit of, a little uh, bit of feeling there. Well, <laughs> <poor> MJB. <laughs> I hope you so are you still as connected with her music now, like her newer stuff? Like, did you like this most recent? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I think I took, I won't say I took a break, but... Um, because I love her music so much, some of the things that she was doing, some of the uh, albums that she released between like 2007 and this recent album, I was just upset. I wasn't upset about them, but now you can say I it. you can say it. I'm like, <laughs> break through this I mean, one here. <laughs> okay, I'll be real. I, I I was disappointed, and um, a lot of it had to do I with like the fact. Too. I mean, but that's the craziest thing. Like a lot of it had to do with the fact that since I've been a fan, I've I've been a member of, you know, these message boards and her fan club. A lot of the stuff that she was putting out, I'd heard like two, maybe three years earlier sometimes. So when she would release these albums, I was like, we don't get no new music. Like you're releasing the same stuff. I mean, this last album, though, I love it. Like I I play it all the time still. Um, I think she's, you know, kind of finding her way back to Mary and not so much who you know, her ex was grooming her to be or trying to make her fit into this box, so. Gotcha. Dang. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, because I'm like, I know I ran that album when it dropped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, talk your shit, Mary. But yeah, I can't it, say I've gone no. through it. I haven't rushed back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good album. She's talking a lot of shit. Um, and she's... <laughs> she introduced me. Actually, I didn't know who Kay Trinata was until I heard him oh, on her. Really? Like, I had no idea. Like, she introduces me to people old and new. Like, I had no idea. Like, I'd never listened to anything he's done. Um, Heard that album, and I was like, oh. Have you listened to his album yet? No, I haven't listened to the album yet. Are you going to do that when we're done yes, this? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, all right. I will do We that. think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure I will. Like the things that I've heard from him, everything I've heard so far, I have some DJ friends who will play some of his stuff and I love it, but I haven't heard the whole album. So I mean he brought back Craig David. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he has a song with him on there. It's, it's actually And legit. it's really yeah. good. Wow. So Okay, okay Trinata. I see you. But I wanted to talk about one of my little favorite segments on your website that you do because this is such nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You do the jet jams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, the jet magazine, like the two things I remember flipping to was Page 39. Yeah, the Jet Beauty of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then you flip to the singles list. And so I thought that was so dope on your site that you do that every week. You you take that page. That whole thing, um, 
like like I said, the, in my house we had the vinyl and we had the big um, stereo component system, but we also had, or we still have, this huge bookshelf. And my parents collected every magazine, every book, everything black owned we had. So <laughs> I just remember growing up in a house where there's all these old issues of Jet Magazine and they would be everywhere. Um, and that was my, when we were growing up, we had to, um, our chores were like to clean the living area or, or whatever. And nobody wanted to ever clean the bookshelf because the magazines would be everywhere out of control. But that was always like my thing. It would take me forever to do it because I would be going through issue by issue. I got to see the beauty of the week. I want to see the cover story. And then I want to see the the uh, top 20 singles. So when I started the website, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start building playlists off of that because it, it's, it's nostalgic for a lot of people. It takes them back to, you know, when the music that we got, it wasn't necessarily Billboard or it wasn't, you know, what's on... Uh, the pop stations, but it was like what we as black people want to consume and what we're feeling. So that was and why I started that. Yeah, you posted one. It was like August nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was like um, the number one was one more chance, Biggie. Mm-hmm. I got five on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like I, man, like when I'm doing those, it's crazy. Like as I'm uploading the songs and going through, like. I go back in my head. It takes sometimes it takes me a minute to get it up there because I'm listen. I want to listen to the whole song. I want to like watch this, the video on YouTube now. It's like crazy. This playlist I listened to it, it was like because then it was like he's mine. Don't take it personal. <laughs> the players anthem, yeah. and I was like, yo. <laughs> so yep. I did listen to that whole entire playlist. Now, do yeah. your parents have all of those magazines? Like, do you go back to their house? No, they are they are gone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they are gone. My parents were like, once we left, they were like, no. But now they're grandparents and my nephews would destroy everything. Like my parents don't even have any vinyl anymore. Oh, I have God. all of the vinyl now. Like okay, it's, it's mine. Um <laughs> the magazines are gone. Like that's a th- like you might find one or two up there if you look real hard, but nah. And it's crazy because do they still do jet? I know they still do ebony. Is think, jet still around? I don't think so. I, yeah, I'm. Th- to be honest, I'm not sure. I think they're digital now, but I don't know because I haven't seen a Jet magazine cover in a minute. You know they sue in Ebony magazine, right? Yeah, Ebony ain't trying to pay all the black Twitter writers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> so, quick question: I saw you the other day. You would you you had Questlove retweet you about yeah. something? Yeah. Uh, are you like? Do you guys have a musical relationship or? Should I be looking to hear you on Questlove Supreme in like the next couple of weeks? <laughs> you won't hear me on Questlove Supreme in the next couple of weeks, but you definitely starting you blowing up real quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you definitely will hear me on there. Um, uh, he and I have spoken via Twitter a few times and shared some things. Um, like he's a musical mind. Like yeah. he, it, like he he's doing what he's doing with Questlove Supreme is what I want to one day do where I bring on people and, you know, discuss their music catalog or the stories behind the music, almost like an unsung type of thing. So you won't see me there in the next couple of weeks, but you definitely will see me on there. That's dope. Because, like, when I, when I see you talk, you know, on your blog and on Twitter, I compare you to, like, I feel like Fonte. Like, his yeah. mind, like, I don't, when I first started listening to him, I had no idea 
like musically, like he was so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Right. You hear him and it's like, how the hell do you know <laughs> this random track that came out in 74, like who played bass? Man. It is it's crazy. Like, so that that would be dope. That would be dope to to, to see you collaborate with them. Cause like you said, that 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 information that they kind of give off of there and just the background and the people they have on there is good stories. Especially like the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis one. Oh like, yeah. Stuff like that where like you don't even know these stories. You get to hear about stuff because you know, back then it wasn't when Twitter wasn't <laughs> yeah. wasn't all these blogs and stuff like that. So all the stuff was just happening in the studio. Yep. And we never knew about it. <laughs> you know, I, I think too you when you did the post about the eight hits that almost never became hits. Oh yeah. And you always hear um stories like oh this song was written for so and so and they never did it <laughs> it was like four on there that i did not know like i didn't know um it was the one that you said was writ- written for um phyllis hyman but clive davis wouldn't let her record it oh yeah what's love got to do with it? tina turner yeah. yeah i did not know that that's crazy yeah I, it's like, crazy i have so that? many of those i have yeah, how did you find that story Man, I have so many of those um, where someone was supposed to record a song. It comes from a lot of internet research, um, watching old clips and interviews on YouTube, or going and uh, like in, on message boards, like fan boards. Like they get into really, really heavy music discussions. I've been doing that. Uh, I was since I was thirteen. I've been going on like fan message boards, and just taking in like everything that everybody's talking about. I remember um, it was funny on the Mary J. Blige message board. They tried to have me kicked off because they were like, "This is a kid in here," but <laughs> you know, like you know, I'm thirteen and everybody else is in their twenties and thirties. But I knew just as much, if not more, than a lot of them knew. Like. I'm still I'm still friends with some of those people to this day. Like met them in person, got the t-shirt, all of that. Like the whole EB Perez, one of those people gave me that name like when I was 13 years old. So, it's like a like I would these message boards and these these people are telling these stories or I mean, you can't take everybody's story, you know, as fact, but if you do a little research, you'll figure stuff out like that out. So, when I when I heard that um Phyllis Hyman thing, I was shocked. And I keep thinking, like, her voice was so amazing. Yeah. Like, how that song would have sounded had she done it. I think it would have been so hot. It would have been good, but I don't know if it would have been as raw. It wouldn't have been as raw as Tina's version, no. But the, it's crazy, because Tina didn't even like the song. <laughs> it, she didn't it's like her biggest hit. Yeah, it's like it's her. It's the song. It's they named the movie after that song, and she yeah. didn't. Like <laughs> okay, so what's one of those stories that you didn't put on that blog post that oh, people man. might not? Hmm. I will say Phyllis Hyman has a lot of those. Um, Madonna's "Holiday" was supposed yeah. to be a Phyllis Hyman song. Shut up! I'm dead serious, and I I can hear her singing it. <laughs> it would have been a little different, but I can hear it. But that was supposed to be a filler song, and it was one of those um, issues again with 
Clive what? Davis. And okay, Clive Tiny. Davis. L- listen, Clive. <laughs> Clive is is uh, mm, he's an interesting <laughs> man. He's an interesting man. It's, it's one of those people that I respect so much for what he's done in music, but at the same time, he's held a lot of people back, and he's uh. I can't believe he's not dead yet. Like, how old is Clive Davis? He has to be in his 80s, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in his mid-80s at this point. He's gotta be. Yeah. Got that money. He he I'm got sorry. that money. He's still in these souls out here. You know, he, he gonna live forever. Yeah, he's 85. Yep, yep. Wow. That was gonna be one of my quick fires for you, so I'll, I'm gonna have to save that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that's i'm still trying i can't imagine phyllis Hyman singing that song though i it's I'm crazy so every time i hear a story star. every time i hear a story i can i can automatically hear what that person would have done yeah uh give me one more mm, i'm trying to think of what i put up there what i haven't um the story about uh I feel good all over. Stephanie Mills' song was supposed okay. to be a Patti LaBelle song, and Patti passed that on that it. I could see. That I yeah, see. yeah. Patti just Patti just passed on it. She Patti's done a lot of that too. Like just oh no, I don't want that one, or I don't think it's right for me right now. But it always becomes a hit for somebody else. So, That's, yeah. but I could see that. Oh yeah, I could, I could definitely see her singing that song. That would yeah, just, yeah. That would. That would that was an easy transfer. Yeah. Like you see her wailing her arms in the air. <laughs> Get her you shoes can. Off. You can. Yeah. I actually would want to hear her sing that. Like if they, I don't know if what reason they would ever tribute Stephanie Mills or who would do it, but they right. should get Patty to come sing it. I'm hoping that it happens but, one day. But they would get Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> can we talk about her for a second? I didn't plan on just because I said it. Yeah. Like, um. <laughs> why? She's someone who has, like, such a great voice. Mm-hmm. But they give her terrible material. Uh, Again, Clive Davis. It's Clive, it's Clive. It's Clive Davis. It, it is Clive Davis. Because um, I, talk, I talk about this sometimes on Twitter about, uh, like, the Jewish men... And the white men who um, basically own R&B music. So they own it and they don't connect as well with um, with soul as they do commercial hits. So Jennifer's career has been one long race of her chasing after a commercial hit and trying to appeal to a different audience than, you know, she could reach. Literally, like, the only song of hers that I kind of enjoyed, and I feel like it's because the molester was on there. That song she had with the Pied Piper. It's your world. Um, Yo, I love that song. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only song of hers I really rocked with. (laughs) It's crazy. I rock with some of her. It it depends. It. I prefer to hear her sing stuff live. Well, her songs live. I'm not a fan of her covering other people's stuff live. Let me say that. But her songs live... It it feels different than listening to you know the recording, but yeah, that song with R. Kelly, yeah, that was it. That yeah, was a, yeah, that was yeah. it. 
But then doesn't um since we're on this Clive Davis doesn't Clive Davis do Fantasia? I believe so. I think they, do they still do it? Does I I I don't know if she's still on J Records. But she was when she originally she, she was when she originally yeah she was idol everybody was and she's done idol. well in her lane like she found her lane I people sleep on her but I think she has put out five solid albums. No, I, I like Fantasia too. Um, love her voice. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah, her albums are pretty. You know, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. She she stay like you said. She does really well in her lane. Like she stays in her lane. Yeah, I, I um I do that. I, I I like Fantasia, and it's just so weird that Jennifer Hudson just she just I mean I think you nailed it, but she just could not find that same career. Yeah, it's like got the acting thing. Acting thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Jennifer, it's Clive sees or saw what the same thing as he did with Whitney. Like he wants to recreate that that you know superstar and i mean everybody has their own path and i think she should just walk in her own now i think her time is gone yeah. as well sadly. yeah sadly she's definitely got marks like that she's the tribute girl yeah That's she um pretty much it yeah i mean I, I i would love for her to surprise me and come back with something it's like hey that's that's hot turn this up but i don't know Never got married. All right. <laughs> You've been engaged like 10 years. <laughs> like, Look, Jennifer is watching all these celebrity marriages around her crumble, and she was like, me. Listen, she's from Chicago. They don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, they because somebody said it like they got married. I was like, no, they are still engaged. No, yeah, they, they, they're going to be engaged for her. They're like she's like Oprah and Stedman. <laughs> the it, kids are like is. going to high school now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, all Man. right. You want to do this quick fire? You want to die? I, I think Kenny has a lot. And since we're here, I'm gonna say, if you had to choose between these two people to be signed to, who would you choose? Clive Davis or Puff Daddy? Puffy. All day. Really? Mm-hmm. You just heard him bash. Well, you know, I... <laughs> I, I thought, like... Clive don't care about black people. But Listen, Diddy probably don't either. <laughs> right. the, the thing about Puffy, though, is he is a music man as well. Um, I know that he, he, he pushed like pushes his artists, but he just concentrates on everything at once. And I think that's where it's messed him up, trying to concentrate on every, trying to be a mogul, basically. All right, Kenny, you shoot one. Who are you picking, Anita Baker or Sade? <laughs> Anita. Very decisive. Like, he's very, this is my choice. <laughs> Why Anita? Just curious. I've, I feel um, like in the past year, I've learned that a lot of people really they don't hate like Sade. Sade yeah. <laughs> and it hurts okay. my heart. But this is the thing. I love Sade. I love, like, you. there's no Sade slander allowed, ever. I love Sade. But 
Sade doesn't have Anita's voice, and that's why. Okay. That's fair. Okay, so I'm going to say Patty LaBelle or Aretha Franklin. Aretha. Aretha. Where is... <laughs> where did, who, who was that who did those? I love those little videos. Oh, yeah. Patty LaHell. Got Yeah, Patty LaHell. Yeah. I love those. Hey, Aretha. Hey, Aretha. <laughs> Look, Aretha... I mean, musically, I'm going to say Aretha. Musically. I think that's... I, and this is so... I don't know if this is terrible. I could not name a Patty LaBelle album to save my life. <laughs> I could name Patty LaBelle songs. Songs, right. But I can't course. name a Patty LaBelle album. Right. I mean, I, I can name some only because, like... Because I, you're you. Right, right, right. But <laughs> I, I, get, I get that. I, you can't really name a, a, a great Patty LaBelle album. I can name LaBelle albums before I name a Patty LaBelle album. Now, do you think vocally Patty LaBelle is better than Aretha Franklin? It sounds like that's what you had. Hmm. Um, Aretha in her prime? No. That's okay. what I was going to say. Aretha right. now, yeah. <laughs> Aretha, Aretha now, of course. Um, I love Aretha. Uh, but Aretha in her prime, uh, I I am one of those people who, Aretha in her prime, nobody's touching her, ever. All right. Um, Earth, Wind & Fire or Sly and the Family Stone? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Earth, Wind & Fire. Is that just because you connected with them as a child? <laughs> <laughs> Partly, um, but I just everything that Maurice White has done, it just okay. like not to say that Sly Stone hasn't done a lot. He's done so much, but um, yeah, just because of everything Maurice White has done, I respect that. I'm gonna switch it up. Don't be cruel or my prerogative. Oh, don't be cruel. I love Bobby Brown. I just, I, listen, that's the king of R&B. <laughs> I love Bobby Brown. I do. I still love Bobby Brown. I still love Bobby Brown. There's probably, there is a video on the internet somewhere of me uh, lip syncing to Don't Be Cruel in the mirror. <laughs> in the mirror, though. <laughs> in the mirror, yeah. Real. Yeah, I, I love, the Don't Be Cruel album is like still one of my mm-hmm. favorite albums. Yeah. There are some people that I've learned in the past year that also think that Bobby Brown was great. Wow. He had a good run. Very interesting. I swear I, I've learned a lot in the past year of like how much he's great. Wow. Yeah, people people hate on Bobby, but I think a lot of that is connected to all the Whitney's. Which wasn't his fault, which... That's another right. Thing. Let's just put that out there. It, it wasn't his fault, but Whitney um, was a crackhead when she met him. Yeah, that that uh, that little documentary did on her was pretty interesting. I yeah, yeah. Watched that. Yeah. Oh, it was really good. Yeah, was really good. It was on Showtime. It was on Showtime, and they didn't promote it as much as I thought. Yeah, they I never would, even heard was, about it. It was nope. It was really. It was good. It was. Yeah, good so people were watching it. I was at a wedding, I think, or somewhere, and then people were like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And I'm like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> I had heard nothing about it. Um, what is your favorite Stevie album? Mm. Everybody has one. Should have. Everybody does have one. Um, I'm going to say. Oh man, 
that songs in the key of life. It's cliche, but that's that's, how, that's that would be my answers because I feel like you couldn't go wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that album, everything that's good that I love is on the album. Um, Hotter than July is a close second. Now that has grown that has grown on me over the years. Hotter hotter than July. Hotter than July. Yeah. Um, music in my mind is like there for me. Hmm. Then it's like it's like one A one B with that, <laughs> and then and then like <laughs> and like now I'm gonna say probably hotter than July is like that third piece for me. Yeah, I, I kind of slept on it. Oh no, I'm man. Hotter than July, songs in the key of life. Those are probably like the ones I listen to most. Okay. Um, but songs in the key of life, it literally has everything. It has um, uh, ordinary pain on there. Yeah. So the that, thing that I learned about Stevie Wonder was like I think it was one day at work I wanted to listen to um. Uh, what's my song? Um, Jamming, right? <laughs> and so I was looking through, to like, you know how on Spotify they list the years of the albums come out? Yeah. And you look at album like every year for like eight years. It's, oh, yeah. He sometimes had two. Yeah. yeah, it was like insane. This is like 70s run was like, I don't know if anybody ever touches that. Yeah, it was. An, I'm looking like 66, 67, 68, 68, 69, 70, 70, 70, 71, 72. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, I, didn't re- I never realized it until I was scrolling that day looking for that song. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, him, he and Aretha, they, they're good for that. You know, like releasing a million albums in a year or an album back to back. Or um, Aretha's thing was... Somebody put out a song. If she like it, oh, I'm going to remake it and release it right after you. I ain't even going to wait. Like, I need to sing this now. He's my favorite album. Okay. This is an odd pairing, but only because I heard these old ladies talking about this on the train, and they had a very, they were having a very passionate discussion about it. Shaka Khan or Diana Ross? Shaka all day. That's what I, this one lady really was going to bat for Diana Ross. I think so. She was talking I, about her, the showmanship of her show. Like, she was really going to bat for Diana Ross. And I was shocked that that was who she was. I was trying to wait to see who they were arguing about. And the other lady was like, <laughs> she ain't beating Shaka. And I was like, that's who they were arguing. Like, that was their argument. <laughs> I just thought maybe other people Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's a weird one. I don't even think they're comparable to start. Me either, honestly. Yeah. But just because I heard them arguing about that on the train last week. Wow. I think they both had seen them. Or she. Dinah Ross was here recently, yeah. wasn't she? So maybe that's mm. what sparked. And they were talking about the I mean, show. It, it depends on, you know, the night they saw Shaka. Shaka, <laughs> Shaka got, she she got off night. She got off the drugs? Yeah. No? Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> I mean, listen, she they said she was off the drugs. I, I I have a lot of people who went to Essence Fest this year, though, and were like, no, they, they think it's, it's an issue. Partying again. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Shaka live so many times, and... I've gone to amazing Shaka shows where every note is hit and, you know, 
she's going back and forth across the stage, engaging with the audience, and then I'm going to Shaka shows where the background singers are doing the whole show, and Shaka's hitting bum notes and don't remember the lyrics <laughs> of some of the songs, like. Um, now I feel like everyone as a household has a pick. I'm just kind of like, where you go at? Was your household a Prince household or a MJ household? My household was an MJ household. But I'm not, I, I mean, y'all can have the, both of them. I'm a Rick James dude, so. Hold on. <laughs> I never, okay. Like, hold on. Rick, like Rick over MJ and Prince? Yeah. Woo! Definitely, definitely, definitely over Prince. Okay. I don't think I can really compare him and MJ. But. But you're yeah. Rick over Prince. And what, oh, yeah. what caused, like, I'm intrigued. Like why? I am too. I was not expecting. <laughs> the thing about Rick that a lot of people don't know, Rick had been in music for a minute before um, he finally was able to release an album, like In and Out of Jail. Um, his mind musically, that man's a musical genius. Um, Prince actually took a lot from Rick James. He took a lot from Rick James. He he was opening for Rick James in 1978 on tour prince is opening for rick james i've i've never heard someone say that it's always like i've always for me i my mom had me kind of young and so like she always says like she was pregnant with me when purple rain came out and she Mm -hmm. stood in the heat to go see And so I recall watching Purple Rain and getting acclimated with Prince's music at a young age. Mm-hmm. MJ was like, still is it for me. But I totally appreciate and respect Prince. But I'm always going to choose MJ over Prince. Oh, yeah. I mean, in my, in my house, it was always Michael everything. Like, everything. We had his tours on VHS and we would watch those. I mean, you know, we couldn't afford to go to the Michael show, but we had the <laughs> tours. We would watch those, and his albums were always there. Like Thriller, I think, I'm pretty sure my parents had four or five copies of Thriller on vinyl. I still have three copies. Wow. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, I was telling someone, like, you know, you always hear people throw out oh, the Beyonce-MJ comparison. <laughs> And for me, I'm like, I just, I can't give her that much credit. Like, I just can't. And, (laughs) but it's just like, Michael Jackson video releases were like primetime specials. Like, I know times have changed. Nobody watches TV anymore. But it was like, Thursday night at 8 o'clock before The Simpsons or whatever the fuck it came on. Like, we're like, I'm going to watch this black and white video because that's when Michael Jackson is dropping it. Like... And this was before, like, social media promotion and marketing. Like, Michael was yeah, just... Like, he probably got 50 million eyeballs watching his video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, who else could take two minutes of their Super Bowl performance and just stand there? there? Like, he just stood there. He yeah. ain't dance, he ain't sing. He just, yeah, and then took his sunglasses off and people screamed. Like, I remember that. 
Yeah, I remember like people passing out. Like, I, I call it if I if I go to a concert today and like I'm so moved by whatever or I'm you know mesmerized by who's on stage. Like sometimes I call what I have I have what I call Michael Jackson moments. Like where I might start <laughs> crying and shaking and you know like I got the Holy Ghost or something like. But yeah, Michael, he's that he's the dude still. Yeah, that's one person that I'm just like. If I could ever go back in time, that's what I think I would go back to, like, a Michael Jackson concert. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the people like, I'm like, I didn't get to see him while he was alive. I did not get to see him. And I I did get to see Prince <laughs> a year before, yeah, he, before died, he died yeah. when he did that the concert in Baltimore for Freddie Gray. So yeah. I saw him there. Um, but, yeah, I do regret that I never saw Michael Jackson. Like that's just an experience. Yeah. Oh. Rest in peace, MJ. <laughs> so piggybacking off of that, what what what's the best concert you would say you've ever you've ever been to? <laughs> um, Frankie Beverly and Mays. I they are on my list. What happened was, is I think it was like three or so years ago, they were. They were scheduled to come to Baltimore. And then, like, a couple of weeks... I was going to go. And then a couple of weeks before then, they had, like, their tribute at the BET Awards. Mm, okay. It was a terrible performance. Like... Yeah. It um. was... <laughs> it was terrible. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm not in a rush to go see this right now. Listen, I get that. Because seeing, seeing Frankie now is... It's it's a hit or miss. Like it depends on what night he's getting older, his voice yeah. going through some things. I I first saw Frankie Beverly Mays when I was eight years old, and I've seen them many 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 times in my life. Um, so I'm I'm definitely talking about you know an older Frankie Beverly Mays concert. But <laughs> yeah, they, they're probably the best concert I've been to. Where I was just it it's something where. To see it's, it's something to see somebody like Michael Jackson do that and captivate like the world, but it's a different thing to see uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays and all of these black people in a sea of white and baseball hats, and <laughs> literally everybody's two stepping in unison. Everybody's on the same note. Everybody is. It, it's it's it was an amazing thing to see that I've been to. Uh, you know, a hundred million concerts in my life, but I've still never seen that happen. What's your favorite concert? Man, my favorite concert that I've ever been to was Sade and India Irie. Hmm. It was the Lovers Rock Tour. Yeah. Love that album. And um, it was just like, I'd never seen Sade before. I wasn't planning on going my aunt supposed to be going on a date and I guess the dude canceled or something like that <laughs> so she knew I enjoyed the album so she was like do you want to go and I was like uh absolutely so I went and I was just like Sade was just like mesmerizing it was just like the the stage setup and um the actual live instrumentation it was just like everything was perfect everything was perfect I'm gonna say Rihanna. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm 
She's in my like top five. Shut up. I'm in the Navy. But my favorite concert experience, I was like top. Nothing has beat this to this day. Nine years old. But was a super fast. MC Hammer. Mm. Oak Town 357. Hey. Boys to Men and Jodeci. Oh, I was like nine years old. Why my mother let me go to this? <laughs> but no, my, my, my grandmother's brother was a photographer for Jet and Ebony. And mm. he used to get to go to the concerts and do photography. Yeah. And so he would always take me and my childhood best friend. And this was at Nissan Pavilion, dating myself. Um, yeah. But... We drove down to Virginia, and I was so excited, like, being nine years old to see MC Hammer. <laughs> and when he did too legit to quit, I see why that nigga went bankrupt. Shit, all them people were on the stage. <laughs> he had to pay <laughs> But my thing was, like, me and my friend, you know, she had always claimed Devontae, and Mr. Dalvin was my boyfriend. So... Mm. That's like nothing still has beat that because it's like I thought MC Hammer live. <laughs> that's a that's a show, right? Like I would have liked to been there. Yeah, like I remember, and even like Oaktown three five seven, like they started, and then it was Boys to Men, Jodeci. One of my favorite concert moments, though, was Kanye and Jay Z when they did Niggas in Paris. Like, that was, like, one of the best mm. concert experiences. Because they played it. Everybody got so... Well, they were about to end the concert. And then everybody's that. like, they're not going to do niggas in Paris. And then they played it. And then they cut it. And they were like, run that shit back. I thought the arena was going to, like, cave in. Because people were jumping so hard. Wow. Like, that was just so dope. But, yeah, MC Hammer. I don't know how I'm, I'll talk. What, only thing that could top that would be... If Rihanna brought me on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I will say this, Eric, because I feel like I have to make this disclaimer to you. Mm-hmm. I recognize her limited talent <laughs> abilities. <laughs> but you I know love what? her nonetheless. <laughs> I actually, I like what Rihanna does. She does it well. Yeah, I mean, she she does it very well. I actually got into an argument with someone last week. That's so funny. I got into an argument with someone because um, he was trying to say that Rihanna is not talented and that she was trying to be someone she wasn't and that she was trying to take uh, Madonna's spotlight or some some craziness. Yeah. I think I've had this trying to get the validation from Kenny um, on this. But I always tell people, because naturally the the comparison to Rihanna is Beyonce, naturally. And so I always say, I and I wholeheartedly stand in this, not even in my standom, but Rihanna has a better catalog than Beyonce's solo career. I don't care. Hmm, I don't know. That's not like people say it. I think in my head I'm running through their songs right now and I'm like, okay. Rihanna's music to me has aged a little bit better than some of Beyonce's earlier stuff. I think when you put them up as albums, like Yeah, like as albums, albums. I just I think Rihanna's had her last five albums have been pretty good. good. (laughs) 
Now I'm not saying it's vocal masterpieces, but as a collective body of work. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Don't kill me. I've never heard a Rihanna album. Hold on, you haven't listened to Anti? You didn't listen to Anti at least? Yeah. Mm-mm. I've never heard a Rihanna album. Um, I've heard one Beyonce album. Okay, well then that's, I'll let you pass with this statement then. With Lemonade? <laughs> no, no. Um, the, I think it was the one before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, Beyonce just wasn't, like, talented individual in regards to her body. I don't think they... I'll say this for me from Beyonce, like I all you I need to see her all the time. And when I see her, it's like <gasps> like for lemonade example, even though Eric didn't listen to it yet, like <laughs> yet. <laughs> like I feel like visually watching that whole HBO special was like, oh my God, this was the best thing ever. But then I didn't listen to it because I don't have title and she still ain't put it nowhere else and I'm not buying it. <laughs> but I got another title, 30 day subscription to listen to 444. And so I was like, let me revisit Lemonade in its entirety again. And it, it didn't do the same for me. Like it's songs that I like, but listening to it by itself without looking at her, it didn't right. do the same thing to me. And I feel like that's the case with her all the time for me. Like, when I see her, it's like, you can't deny it. But listening to her, it's some question marks. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I get it. So, yeah. But she cool, too. Yeah, she all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kenny, one last quick one. One last question. All right. What's the one artist that you feel like is underrated that people just don't give? Credit. Doesn't matter what what era. Mm, um. Wow, that's a really good question. Uh. I'm. I actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Stephanie Mills. Yeah. Stephanie Mills. Um. Her albums are actually pretty good if you listen to them and. Still to this day, I think the last time I saw Stephanie was two years ago. Stephanie had a cold, and it was still one of the best concerts that I've been to. She all like every time I've seen her, she one hundred percent she brings it on stage, um, and her voice is still she still sounds like nineteen eighty six all the time. Nineteen. <laughs> yeah, she she sounds like nineteen eighty six, and she's uh, she does a good job of. Uh, changing up her sound in concert to uh, obviously she's older, so to accommodate for you know her voice or for her age, she'll you know do different runs or hit a, hit a different note here and there. But it doesn't sound like it's forced or like she just couldn't hit the note. It sounds like I just wanted to change the shit up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Stephanie Mills, I, I, we didn't we don't give her enough. She's been doing this for ever and a day. So, yeah. What about you? I'm thinking now because once you said the any era, I'm like, ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, that changed yeah, it I, when you said any era. I don't know. That's underrated, Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
hate you so much. No, I just was, I'll say this, like, this morning, I had, like, you know, on Spotify, they do the daily mix. And the very first song of my daily mix was Cisco's I Gotta Get It. And I was like, this was the jam. And then I'm like, people don't give him credit for his one, the one solo album. I mean, I give him credit. I give him credit. Oh, yeah. Like, people always just think the thong song. Yeah, no. More. (laughs) Some, uh, like, EDM group or somebody like. Like, he just got, like, a remake on it. I I never listened to it. Yeah. That's my, like, initial funny pick. But I don't know. I guess it's so many that you could pick that. Never really got their due, I guess. But then I got the mainstream success. Yeah. Hmm. What would you say? Michael Bryson <laughs> and Regina Bell. Oh, Regina Bell. Okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> I feel yeah. like Regina Bell has just been completely forgotten. She did. And they did so, the Aladdin song. <laughs> they did. They did the Aladdin. I did a thread on Regina one day. Like, she, I have, I'm going to say this. I have a crush on Regina Bell still to this day. I'm Facebook friends with her. And, um, <laughs> what? like, it's crazy. Like, and she posts these pictures. Isn't she, like of her, you know, she what? Isn't she, like, into, like, the church now? Um, yeah, she 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 is. She's into the church heavily. Um and she posts these pictures and, you know, she got on that uh white usher board suit and <laughs> with it split halfway up the knee and that gray silver hair. Wow. I love it. I'd be like looking at pictures of her grandkids and liking them like Regina, please notice me, notice me. <laughs> but the thing is, like you said Peebo Bryson, like he got that Disney money because he did um, the Beauty and the Beast song too. He did, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's why people remember him. I do. I remember him. Oh wow! The Aladdin. I remember like Peebo, like his solo career. Peebo. But but like I feel like like when people think of Peebo, they think of Disney songs. Yeah, I think of the Disney mm-hmm. songs, and then I think what's that song like? If you were ever in my arms again or something. <laughs> I think the, I think you remember <laughs> Aladdin in that song. Wow. You know, he still got to be getting residuals from that joint. Yeah. Especially with like. Oh, yeah. Does Disney still do that where they take him out the bowl every three years and <laughs> put him on updated <laughs> technology? <laughs> I think so. Like, available for the first time on Blu-ray. Yeah, like, no. um, yeah, people on Regina Bell. That's, that's taking it back. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a Regina Bell song now that's not a Disney one. Oh, man. Baby, come to me. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I danced with my mother at a wedding. You did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was like a song wow. we used to listen to. Like, that was one of her favorite songs. Wow. Isn't that a different choice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of one besides Cisco, and I just... I'm going to stay with Cisco. Stay with Cisco. (laughs) (laughs) That fits for you. (laughs) No, I I don't know. It's just so many indie people that you have like King. I I don't think they'll ever get any mainstream success, but I really enjoy them. Um, And it's like a whole long list of people. 
Like right now, it feels like if you aren't Beyonce, Rihanna, you're black women. You're you aren't going to get mainstream success. Right. Which is sad. So much more. Very hard out here. I, I guess people are making a lot of money because of prices. Beyonce took it. Jesus Christ, can we talk about that in the last, like, two minutes? Like, why are concert ticket prices so expensive? Like, I shouldn't have to decide, am I going to not pay three bills or go see this show this <laughs> They're insane now. Like, main people, you're not going to get a good ticket under $150. Oh, and yes. we're- Escape tour. You ain't going to get that ticket. Under- <laughs> Man, okay. that hurt. Did you see them prices? I did because I I was text I texted my sisters, um because they're gonna be in our hometown in December and I already planned on being there and I was like yo we gotta go see Escape together, and they were like yeah let's go and then I saw the prices and I was like mm. no not for the way candy sound like right like I be mean, for real like y'all I mean <laughs> what what's going on and then I'm like Escape with Monica and Tamar Braxton really like yeah nah. When you say that, like, if you are going to some, like, small venue, and by small venue, I mean a club venue, yeah. mm-hmm. but then you just stand and your back hurts for nine hours I, I, on like, the concrete. I can't do it. I'm too old for this shit now. Yeah. I'm, yeah, no. I, don't, I can't do it. I can't do it. But that's why I had to see Jasmine Sullivan, and my back was on fire standing on that damn concrete. But she Yo, that's how I saw her, too, but I saw her. I actually saw her in Baltimore. Okay. Years ago. Years ago, though, but yeah, standing up, standing up, and your back hurt. You got to hold your bag and all this stuff. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So, what's next for your website? And like, where where do you see yourself and your brand going? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Like, I I'm excited because it's when I started the website, it wasn't meant to be, uh, or it wasn't meant to blow up, like is blowing up now like I'm getting a lot of traffic that I wasn't prepared for like I just wanted to uh talk about music my I call him my brother-in-law um Dave was like you know stop crowding up my timeline with all this music stuff so he was like you need a website <laughs> and I was like you know what yes I do need a website I just wanted to start you know talking about music so um what's next for it we're I am I've been getting a lot of uh, emails. Actually, someone who I grew up listening to, one of my mother's favorite songs, um, someone emailed me from that group. And I didn't even notice that, I didn't know that they were following me on social media. And they were telling me they loved the website. And I am setting up a meeting with their management now wow. because that's, that's something that they they want. And they also want to be interviewed for the site or whatever. But um, so I, I just want to keep getting, you know, this information out there. I want to keep getting the music out there, the appreciation for it, like all these little known stories, because those are the stories that made me love music more. Um, so the website is going, we're going places like 2017 has been great. It will continue to be great. But in 2018, like I'm trying to be a game changer. Like I'm trying to, I like it. Trying to, trying to do stuff. I'm trying to go places. <laughs> there you go. I know that's right. So can you yeah. tell people the website? Because I don't think we've said it yet and where they can find you on social media. Yeah. So the website is um, www.eb4prez.com. That's E-B, the number four, P, 
P-R-E-Z.com. And then I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at EB for Prez. And uh, the Facebook business page is actually EB for Prez, the number one after. Got it. So I will make sure to link all of those in the show notes and tag him on the post when I post the episode. Um, yeah, but- and also wait, let me oh. let me put this. Um, okay. My radio show that I do every Friday, the Soul Savage Show with Q Lynn Green. Um, I'm co-hosting. So www.soulsavviness.com. Okay, I'll be sure to link that too. We yeah. got on tomorrow. Tomorrow we got Karen White, Superwoman, is oh, on tomorrow. I'm not your super. Yeah. <laughs> thing though, but that's the- that's. That's going to be me tomorrow, like, singing. She's probably going to tell me to shut up, but. (laughs) (laughs) That was my joint, like, in first grade, singing that mess, like, yes. Oh, I'm going to listen to Karen White right now. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. Seriously, it's been fun. It has been. Absolutely. And I will be sure to link all of Eric's sites and his radio show so you can find them in the notes. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. All right, man. All right, Kenny. All right, guys, that's it for another episode of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. I would like to thank our guest, Eric. He was awesome. I want to thank the homie Kenny for helping me out with this episode. And I want to thank you guys for listening to the entire episode. Again, you can find all of the links to Eric's website and social media in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. So go ahead. If you haven't followed, go on the Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Find us there. I can't wait to hear your feedback about the episode with the hashtags, the Booney Breakdown and Pod and P-O-D-I-N. So that's it for me. Until next time.